0: My mistakes come in different forms. Some of them are so small and meaningless that I knowingly continue to repeat them. For example, thinking I can make poached eggs. Putting on red lipstick before brushing my teeth. Trying olives. Ordering jeans online. Thinking it's okay to write let us know instead of let us know on formal work emails. Then there are the mistakes that come in the form of one-offs that happened years ago, but still have the ability to make me sweat with shame on random Monday mornings at 3am, i.e., the time I ran out of petrol in a traffic jam on a dual carriageway, and while attempting to get my phone from the back seat to call for help, managed to lock myself out of the car. I then had to perch on my boots in my yellow anorak, looking like a desexualised version of a 90s Nuts magazine photo shoot as confused drivers looked on at one mile an hour. The time at university when I insisted on cutting my friend's hair by making her stand in a bath and then slowly turn in a circle towards the snipping of my scissors. The resulting asymmetrical bob I gave her curly locks made her look like a cross between King Louis XIV and the sister with the pencil hairdo in the penultimate episode of Fleabag. Needless to say, I am no longer in contact with either that girl or her hair. The time during a job interview for the role of part-time library assistant, I was asked who inspired me and my answer was the well-known literary trailblazer Caprice. The time I bumped into an ex-boyfriend and unsure how to end the awkward exchange, stretched out my arm to initiate a formal handshake with a man I had lived with for two years and once shagged in the loos of the London dungeon. And then we come to the big mistakes, the real balls-ups. The mistakes I wish I could go back and undo, but know that if I did, my life would be unrecognisable. Things like going to that particular university, studying that particular subject, saying yes to that job, saying no to that boy. These are complicated mistakes. They make me think perhaps I could have done things differently, but at the same time, I'm glad I made them because of where they led me. I'm glad I learned from them, and above all, I'm glad I have an anecdote about shagging in the London dungeon. It's somewhere around here, in this complex and contradictory place of self-reflection, where I would file the decision to have a child. In another life, there is the me who opted to remain child-free. I daydream about that woman. There she is, napping on the sofa. Drawling gently onto an expensive velvet cushion she was able to buy because she doesn't have to worry about ever-present tiny hands covered in frube. When that woman wakes, she'll leave the house, not accounting for her whereabouts to anyone. She'll amble to a cafe at her own pace, by herself, not having to stop to look at each leaf on the ground that a small tyrant has pointed out, or create an origin story for a discarded McCoy's packet that said small tyrant has spotted in a hedge. The woman will arrive at the cafe and choose what she wants to eat, not having to consider how long it may take to prepare and whether her constant miniature companion has the patience necessary to wait. The woman can sit on a high stool, not having to worry about a wiggly little person falling off. The woman can go to the loo by herself without a pint-sized narrator joining her in the cubicle, loudly asking why mummy's front bot bot is spiky. That woman has a perky rack, an unwearied face, and shoes that are totally unsuitable for chasing after someone determined to capture a squirrel. The woman's bag contains an uncracked, fully charged phone and a novel she started a day ago that she's almost finished. The bag does not contain a small plastic tractor or a Tupperware of stale rice cakes and neither does it hold a pack of wet wipes, a wizened conker or a use-in-case-of-emergency kinder surprise. That woman's time is her own. All of it. That woman's headspace is her own. All of it. Her needs are the only needs she has to prioritise. I look at that woman, leaving the cafe now, off back home to finish that book or order that expensive white cashmere jumper to go with her new dry-clean-only white linen trousers and I think two things. One, what a lucky cow. Two, I'm glad I'm not her.